0: I'm Monica Schmelter and I'm glad that you could join us for Bridges today. Today on Bridges, we're going to talk about the unhurried life. And of course, I don't know about you, but as far back as I can remember, like even in elementary school, I've always been in a hurry, like in a hurry to get to school, in a hurry to get to the next class, in a hurry to get home, in a hurry to do the next thing and the next thing. and so. Fairly consistently throughout my life, I've even thought, well, you know, as soon as this really busy season uh, gets over, then everything will just kind of slow down and we'll go back to normal, whatever normal is. And, And so, of course, like that never happens. It's sort of just what I tell myself, because when I get to the next season, there's something else that comes up. So when I talk today about the unhurried life, I am in no way saying that I have perfected it, that I have achieved it. Uh, What I can say is that prayerfully and intentionally in my life, I am distilling my heart and my life to be still before the Lord and to realize that nothing is getting accomplished by all of my hurry and that I want to live the unhurried life because that's what God has for us. There's a story in the Bible that I just love where the disciples are, you know, they're just coming after Jesus and they're like, Jesus, where are you? We've been looking for you. And he just started the conversation off in a different way. He didn't let their hurry or their anxiety change who he was or what he was going to do. Jesus accomplished far more than any of us could ever accomplish. And yet, as he was walking on fallen planet earth, Fully as a man, he was living the unhurried life. I want us to start with this very popular passage of Scripture, Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30, from the New Living Translation. And this is the, the words of Jesus. It says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Now, this is really one of the greatest invitations of all time. (laughs) For all of us right now who are going through a lot of what I call the state of overwhelm, days and days and weeks and weeks and months and months of hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, then you kind of hurry up and wait, and then you get to hurry up and wait all over again. There's just more to do. In the middle of all of that, these words of Jesus are still true today where he says, come to me all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. And I would think from the beginning of time that people have been carrying heavy burdens. But in this day and time, where there is so much technology, so much information, all available at a moment's notice. I mean, sometimes I just think about my day and there are people texting me, calling me, emailing me, sending me messages through messenger. Very occasionally there's a letter or a card in the mail, not much of that anymore, right? But notifications right and left. And I'm not complaining that all of that is happening, but what I can say is that I found myself in this state of just feeling overwhelmed and being in such a hurry and looking at this invitation of Christ and thinking, well, I wish I could figure out how to do that better because, like, I really am weary and I've got a lot of heavy burdens and I want to rest. And his yoke is easy to bear and the burden he gives us is, is light. The thing about this invitation is that it means that we have to do life his way. In the world in which we live, hurry up, hurry up is there everywhere, right? I mean, if you even go to the store... And it comes time to check out. If I fumble in my purse for even just a few minutes for the debit card, sometimes I can sense the person behind me getting mad. Like, you know, why didn't she have that card out to begin with? So I've started doing a new thing in my prayerful, uh, careful, intentional life. Now on the unhurried life is that when I am going to the store, I make sure, you know, before I get out of the car, I take a moment just to still my heart because I know it could be overwhelming in the store, just stuff on every shelf, people talking, all of that. I make sure that I know exactly where that debit card is so that I don't have to fumble for it in the line. There is a lot of pressure to feeling hurried. And hurried is the way that this world lives. And hurried is a way that a lot of the church is living too. That message of do more with less. Well, that is a very good message. Get more done in less time. Well, that's a really good message. Over time, though, it can really cause you or cause me to feel very overwhelmed, to feel very hurried and not really reflecting on Scripture and who God is and who Christ is, not really living out the joy of our salvation because we're in such a hurry, Truth number one for today is the unhurried life is only found in Christ. You cannot find an unhurried life any other way. There is no other way. Jesus Christ is the only one that can offer us salvation and can offer us the rest that we so desperately need. This scripture, when we look at it, When he says, come to me, in other words, it's saying, leave what you're doing, right? Leave the way that you're living and come to him, Jesus, and take his yoke. Because the yoke that we've been carrying is way heavy and it's a lot of hurry And if you just think about it, all of this hurry and all this busy that's just being touted as the way to be and the way to live, that you can do all the things at the same time and still be happy, blah, 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 blah. So you just ask yourself, like I asked myself, so where is this getting me? Oh, it's not getting me anywhere good. I'm just feeling pretty overwhelmed and worn out. And so this invitation of all time to come and rest. to come and lay down those heavy burdens. But what's required of us is that we are willing to leave life the way that we know it and the way that the world lives it. So we have to have enough faith to say, gosh, what I'm doing absolutely isn't working. Like I am trying to do more in less time. I'm working on all of my time management and we are called to be good stewards. So there are elements of truth in some of the messages that are out there. But the whole truth is found in Christ. And we all have enough time to do what he wants us to do and to be who he wants us to be. And we have to be willing to lay aside all those things that don't line up with that. So the unhurried life is only found in Christ. The unhurried life cultivates a lifestyle of rest, of trust, and peace. So now, as I'm praying about this journey that I'm on, I ask myself, so am I cultivating a lifestyle of rest, trust, and peace? Or am I just living to the next deadline and like, oh, as soon as this gets over and I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And sometimes, honestly, I fall into that. But since I started really praying and leaning into the unhurried life, I'm becoming more aware of what my hurry up has cost me, that it's cost me rest. It's cost me peace. It's cost me time just to laugh with my husband or with my son, just to laugh with my family and hang out or just to take moments at work. And of course, we all need to be doing our jobs, but we have to take time to get to know people to know their gifts, to know their talents, to know their burdens, to be able to pray with people, to be able to be in relationship, that takes time. It takes time to know Christ. How many times have I probably wandered off and made just a ridiculous decision because I was so busy hurrying up that I didn't spend enough time reflecting on the goodness of God, on His, on His principles and the truth in His Word. So we're talking about today, the unhurried life, all of the scriptures that I talk about today and that sort of thing will be up on the online extras at monicaschmelter.com. And the next passage of scripture I want us to pick up on is in Matthew 7. I just want to set up how this conversation of Jesus, how this chapter starts, because it really helps us to understand what he says next. So Matthew 7 starts out, about do not judge. And it lets us know that whatever measure of judgment that we use with other people, it's going to come back on us. In other words, what we sow, we reap. So be careful. There are plenty of times in my life that I've run off my mouth, well, I wouldn't do that. Well, if they would have just da-da-da-da-da-da. Careless words, not based in mercy, not based in truth. Most of the time, what other people are doing is really not even our business. God can take care of that with them. We need to look at ourselves. And that's what Jesus talks about next. Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye when you've got a log in your own? Hmm. Yeah, I've done that a few times. You know, if you just kind of cleaned that up, if you did that and right, and I've got a log in my own eye, a person that I haven't forgiven. Perhaps, perhaps it's, an untruth, a lie that I told, but I'm worried about that person over there. And most of us have done that at least once or twice, if not more, but he says, don't look at the speck in your brother's eye when you've got a log in your own. And then he says that we can ask, we can seek and we can knock. And if we do those action items with him, that he will answer us. Then he talks about good gifts and he says, You know, if, if an earthly father knows how to give good gifts to his children, how much more does the heavenly father give good gifts? And I'm saying this because I want us to understand what we get to the next scripture. Then he talks about one of my favorites, and that's the golden rule. Treat others the way that we want to be treated. Now, this is a, a, Widely quoted passage of scriptures. Like I said, it's one of my favorite. We call it the golden rule. A lot of people quote it incorrectly. They say, (laughs) do unto other people as they've done unto you. That is not at all (laughs) what the scripture says. It's telling us, you know, we want people to be kind to us, to be merciful, all of that. We do that, treat them that way as well. And then Jesus goes into verse 13, where he says, you can only enter God's kingdom, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad, and its gate is wide. For many, for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult, and only a few ever find it. So that's Matthew 7, verses 13 to 14 out of the New Living Translation. So truth number one is that the unhurried life is only found in Christ. And truth number two is that the unhurried life is found on the narrow road. So if the invitation from Jesus to come to him for rest, to come to him to lay down heavy burdens, to take his yoke that is easy, his burden that is light, to take that on us, to have that rest and peace that we all so desperately need. We have to give up our way of doing life as said forth in the world, and sometimes uh, even the way that the church speaks about life and so forth. The unhurried life is only found on the narrow road, And the picture that's painted is that the road that leads to destruction is wide and that there are many people there, many people taking, so to speak, what looks like the easy way out. That is our flesh, right? We want the comfort. We want the path of least resistance. And we live in a world, man, that just talks about this product is new and improved. Uh, This is convenient. It's going to be easy. And so we need to ask ourselves, as all these things are so convenient and quick and easy, why are we all so tired and don't have any time? Well, because we're always looking then to do something else. But the unhurried life is on the narrow road. And when Jesus says that, it is not at all because he just loves a few people and only a few people can take that road. Everybody is invited to take that road jesus christ himself says whoever comes to him he will never cast out he wants everyone to be on the narrow road he's just saying that most people are going to choose the wide road so if you're on the road of what everybody else is doing more than likely it's the wide road so if we want the unhurried life then we have to realize that our life is going to look And feel different than the common average life that is found over there in the wide gate or the wide road. The road where there's plenty of room, where people are just doing whatever they want to do whenever they want to. And living for whatever the next big thing is, whatever that is, whatever's trendy, whatever's popular. All the things that people are doing today. The unhurried life is found on the narrow road. So if we want to get out of all the hurry and get to the unhurried life that Jesus lived while on earth, we have to go the way of the narrow road. The way in which he went before us and he's paved that way and he's given us his word to guard us, to guide us, to protect us. While all of the people aren't on the narrow road, while it's a a less traveled road, it is a road that he himself walked and that he's made a way for you, for me, for our kids, grandkids, for all of that to walk this narrow road. The narrow road is a road of beauty. It is a road of truth. It is a road of peace. It is a road of forgiveness and of love. It is a road without worldly entanglements, without the sin that so easily besets us. And I think one of the most helpful things that we can do is to pray that we will understand and see the beauty of the narrow road and not long for or pant after the wider road, the road that everybody's on. If we're going to follow Christ and live the unhurried life, It's only found on the narrow road. It's not found where everybody else is. It's not found in doing what everybody else does. I know there's pressure to that. I used to think that peer pressure only existed like for students in school. I thought, well, once you become an adult, there's no longer peer pressure. And then I became an adult and I found out, oh, there's still peer pressure, right? People are still trying to keep up with the Joneses People are still looking at social media and in the church and in life group and thinking, well, you know, this couple is doing this. This person is doing that. I need to be doing that too. You know, how come everybody else can? How come everybody else can? Well, that's a bunch of hurry. That's a bunch of hurried thoughts as well. And what we're talking about today is living the unhurried life. And I am in no way talking about lazy. I'm not saying that we should all quit our jobs, right? Because the Bible says that if we don't work, we shouldn't eat. The Bible says we need to take care of our family, so we need to be responsible. It's about the frame of mind and the perspective and where our heart is aligned. And so some of the practical things that I've started doing as I've been challenged to live the unhurried life instead of my hurry up Monica Schmelter life that I've been living for most of my years, Even before I come in to work in the morning and I get my car parked, I take just a moment to still my heart, to bow my head, say, God, help me see what you think needs to be done today, how I need to lead, and I just invite you to help me take on your yoke and put down mine. I want to be on that narrow road. I want to live that unhurried life. I don't want to be overwhelmed all the time anymore. So that's one easy practical thing, maybe before you go to work or before you go to school, before a tough conversation, just taking a moment We can't get rid of all of our responsibilities. I mean, we could, but I'm not going to go live life off the grid. I don't know how to do that anyway. After I get done working all day, right, there's still laundry to do and a dishwasher still to load. And I have, you know, the ways that I like to do certain things and whatever, but it's my attitude and it's my perspective and it's who my heart is leaning into and who I'm depending on. And if we can, even in these really overwhelming times, Dare to live the unhurried life and say, with God's help, it's possible. I acknowledge we never lie about what's going on. There's a lot of overwhelm today. There's a lot of overwhelm in my life. Personally, there's a lot of overwhelm and things to do here at CTN. It could be equipment that breaks, the internet that goes out. We're shorthanded. Like, there's all that. There's every reason in the world to be overwhelmed. But instead of living that, I want to live the unhurried life. So that takes intentionality on my part and leaning into the Lord and believing that what he says is true and right. And in Hebrews 4, I'm going to read verses 8 through 11, but I'm going to read them out of the amplified version. It says, So there remains a full and complete Sabbath rest for the people of God. For the one who has once entered his rest has also rested from the weariness and pain of his human labors. Just as God rested from those labors uniquely his own, let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest of God to know it and experience it for ourselves so that no one will fall by following the same example of disobedience as those who died in the wilderness. Think about that, that the promise of rest from the weariness and the pain of our own human labor. So you see the Bible acknowledges that there is weariness and pain in our own human labors. You all, there is only so much any of us can do. I remember one time having a very serious conversation with my husband and I was crying and I was like, you know, I've prayed, I've tried, I've tried to do all the right things to help steer this person in this situation in a way that's godly. And uh, when he first said these words to me, I was kind of irritated, but as I pondered it, I thought he's right. He said, Monica, all you can do is all you can do. And if you want to add to that with just blaming yourself and trying to work harder, all you can do is all you can do. You've prayed, you've fasted, you're going to keep doing that. You're going to keep doing the right things, but you have to leave it at that. All you can do is all you can do. And that's part of what rest is about. It's that opportunity to rest from the pain, the weariness of our own human labors. We can't possibly get everything that needs to be done and that the world tells us that we need to do. And sometimes just even the messages in church that lead lead us to do, to be a good parent, to do this. Y'all, some of that's just so, so unrealistic. And it just makes us hurry up and hurry up and try to do more and to go faster and to do more and to go faster. And we're creating our own problems. We're creating our own hurry up lifestyle. But today's truth number three is the unhurried life rests in God's power and promise. God is the one who is all-powerful. He's immutable. He's the unchanging God. He has given us his promises that are yea and amen in Christ. He assures us time and time again that there is rest in him, that there is peace in him, that we do not have to hurry up to do more to obtain his favor, his accolades. He already loves us. He came up with the plan of redemption while we were still dead in our sins. He's not surprised at who we are. He's not surprised of where we are at this point in our culture with everybody running faster and faster and trying to do more and all of this. and. I'll say this, tragically, so much of that message even in the church has been accepted and embraced that you can do all the things all the time and la da 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 We cannot. We cannot without that taking a toll on us. So this rest, this beautiful sacred rest is available to us. And what it takes is the faith to say, I'm going to get off the wide road. I'm not going to live my life the way that everybody else lives it necessarily. I'm going to take time to reflect on God's word. I'm going to take time to pray. I'm going to take time to rest from my labors, like put the cell phone down. Sometimes I am like reading the emails on my phone when people are talking to me and I'm just thinking about the next thing that I have to do and while it's admirable that I want to work hard, it's taken a toll. And I, you know, God doesn't want that for you and he doesn't want that for me, but we have to have enough faith to set it aside. That's what a Sabbath rest is all about. Coming out of the world system, resting from our own labors and toil and letting God renew us and recharge us that Sabbath rest is that opportunity to live the unhurried life. It's what set, sets the stage and the platform for the next week. And I know you're probably thinking you're too busy, and I'm thinking that too. But we're not, because God says we're not. So that has to be wrong thinking. That has to be that somehow, some way, we bought the lie in the world that we need to do more. We need to do it faster. We need to do it better. And yes, God is a God of excellence, but he is not. He does not want us to be perfectionist to the point that we are just uh, damaging our own spiritual and mental health. The unhurried life rests in God's power and promise. God's got it. We do our part. He does his. Today's truth that I want to leave you with is the unhurried life is only found in Christ. There is no other way. I'm out of time, gotta go, but I say goodbye and God bless you. Often we believe our questions mean we don't have faith, but I believe Jesus loves our questions. Our questions are windows into heaven. I'm Caden Fabrizio, and on the Questions with Caden podcast, we ask and answer one question per episode as relevantly and biblically as possible. Questions about fear, anxiety, depression, addiction, and so much more. Don't worry. Your questions, they're not going to scare Jesus. So ask away. Listen and subscribe now at lifeaudio.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.